This is Ox Baker, and you just heard me. And remember the saying, I, be nice and sweet to all the people you meet as you go through life lottery and all the same folks you meet on your way up. You got to talk to them on your way back down. Thank you for listening. I know you enjoyed yourself. If you want to send me thank you letters, that's quite all right. Just come August 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. We might even carry over to the 6th and talk to Oxbaker. Boom! And I am live here at In Your Head Wrestling Radio. I'm the Internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, handsome Jackie Jones. Oh, man! And I'm live here Wednesday night for the AEW Dynamite Jackie Jones live post-show. Thanks, Mike Wickcomb is here. We got Chi-Town Matt in the house. And everyone else, come on over every Wednesday night. We're live here. You go to youtube.com slash C for channel slash IOH Wrestling slash live. Live every Wednesday after Dynamite and live every Tuesday night for In Your Head. Mike Wickham says, two nights in a row. That's right. Every week from now on, we're going to be live Tuesday nights, me and the Inch Man. And then Wednesday, it's going to be me uh, going solo to Jackie Jones show for the AE Dynamite post-show. Now, if they don't have AEW on Wednesday night, I probably won't do it. But, for the time being, boom, here. Judas on, Judas in my mind. Alright. So, AEW Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, it opened up. I got my notes here, so if you see me looking over here, I'm looking at my notes. I'm Should I be like Jim Cornette and rip them up? But I'm in a notebook, so I can't really rip them up. I'm not that strong. So, uh, so it opens up. We're going to go for the Jurassic Express versus FTR. Uh, what is FTR? Fear the, the – uh, it's not the revival. What is it? Fear the – it's from the Bible. I like the, the name. I forget it now. But anyway, uh, Young Bucks come out. I was making a cup of tea at the time. Or no, I was making my dinner. I was making some, uh, some very yummy eggplant parm. Over Zoodles. But anyway, none of that nonsense here in the Jackie Jones show. It's all serious wrestling here. Uh, Young Bucks came out, and they super kicked the ref. Double super kick party right on the ref. Knock his head off. I was like, hell yeah. Fear the, the revolution. There we go. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right, Vic. Um, so double super kick on the ref. I dug it. I like this, uh, this heel turn by the Young Bucks. Uh, you also have Kenny Omega turning heel, which I, I really like. Um, I haven't been a big Kenny Omega fan in AEW. Um, Wrestling-wise, definitely. He has some great matches, some great, some of the best tag matches, him and Hangman Page, but I don't really like the um, the character or the personality. And I thought maybe it was just him, but then uh, he's kind of doing the slow heel turn, and I think it fits him. Revelation, there we go, go, go. Thank you. Revelation, fear the revelation. So, anyway... Um, we got the Young Bucks super kick. Uh, the ref, they get out of the ring. They're talking about fines. I like this. I, I'm digging this. I like the, the heel turn. I'm into it. I don't know how I'd feel about Young Bucks. See, I've not uh, watched a lot of them outside of AEW. And they actually uh, made me fans of theirs uh, watching Dynamite because I wasn't a big fan going in. Uh, I dig these guys now. And uh, so, to me, they're baby faces. Like kind of classic baby faces. So I didn't know about a heel turn, but I think it's working. Um, and definitely, it's working definitely for Kenny Omega, much improvement. So we had uh, Jurassic Express versus FTR. I'm a fan of both teams. Um, 
I think uh, Luchasaurus, like he's got a great look. Um, he does. He's very athletic. He does some cool moves. But I think ever since he, or maybe it's just because I've seen him more, you know, over time. I do think he he's too much slap happy. And I know some people complain about that about everybody. And I do know it's kind of a big deal in wrestling. Everyone's doing the leg slap, but he does it very obvious and does so many of them. And I think he does too many flips just for the sake of flips. But I still like the guy. It's just a, a nitpicking on him. Um, but this was good stuff. A uh, lot of lot of double team moves. Kind of really a classic tag match. Uh, FTR put together really good matches. I love Tully Blanchard with FTR. I like them as tag champs. Um, you have an established team as the champs. And I also like this, the story that they're doing where um, it's a non-title match, and, and to get the title match, you have to beat them. If you're going to do a non-title match, that's exactly why you do it. Uh, so often on Raw for years now, for probably about the last 10 years, we would see these non-title matches. And it just meant that uh, usually uh, the champ would lose. Sometimes they wouldn't even tell you it's a non-title match. you think maybe, oh, we got a new champ. Then they would just tell you afterwards it wasn't for the title. And it wouldn't even lead to, to a feud or even a title match, which really defeats the purpose of uh, someone being the champ. It really just devalued the title and made no sense. This way, they have to really beat uh, the champs twice to get to, to win the belts. I like this. It's just it's a minor thing, but I think it really adds. Uh, it's it's a uh, basic storytelling in wrestling, and I think it adds uh, it adds a lot. Um, yeah, this was good stuff. A lot of t- double team moves, a lot of tag team uh, moves, a lot of tag team psychology coming up the ring, and then at the very end, they're. Um, uh, really basic stuff where they distract the referee and use teamwork uh, to cheat and, and get the victory. I liked it. Uh, backstage, we had uh, Jake and Jericho. Uh, they took out Matt Hardy, which uh, I like this. Uh, it gets Matt Hardy out of the, the private party match. Um, I like this for a lot of reasons. Uh, maybe Matt's uh, hurt and shouldn't be out there. I know it would be just managing. But I also think it's good because private par- party is an established tag team. And uh, so often we see in wrestling that you put together two, like, uh, main event wrestlers or two single stars, and automatically they can beat any tag team, established or not, which kind of like, like, well, what good is it being a tag team if any, any two wrestlers who are paired up who normally aren't uh, a tag team guy can just beat any uh, tag team? This way, they're at a disadvantage because they're, they're two young guys and they don't have their, uh, their new mentor with them, their new coach. So it puts a little bit of a disadvantage on them, uh, which goes into Jake and Jericho beating them in their first match. Uh, we had Hangman Page versus Kazarian. And I, at first, I was writing in my notes, this is way too long and competitive because there was no build to this match. And in my theory, I think if you have a, no, a non-built match, it really shouldn't be going long because you're really just showcasing uh, Adam Page and not showcasing Kazarian because he really hasn't had a, much of a push at all in AEW. They they turn they turn this on me. Uh, I by the end of the match, I I was disagreeing with my earlier self. Great stuff, uh, hell of a match. Really got me into it. I like Kenny Omega on commentary. Um, really really uh, subtle heel stuff. He, he kind of he starts kind of laughing, but not over the top laughing about because uh, they're almost getting the, the pin. I like all this stuff. It really worked for me. And the match was tremendous. So, uh, yeah, by the, 
really long competitive match. You put uh, Adam Page over, but you also I think it really helped uh, Kazarian. So um, I hope Kazarian gets something after this. I hope they do something with Kazarian. Because if you if you don't, you know, this this could have elevated both guys. And also if you don't, um like it looks weird that Adam Page would have this really competitive match with Kazarian if you'd ever see Kazarian again for a couple weeks. So yeah, yeah, I think next week you have to do something with Kazarian, give him a win. Um then we had a video package to put over the main event tonight. Um Proud and Powerful. I don't know if they're even still using that name, but um T uh, Tito Ortiz. Ortiz and Santana versus um the best friends. They really put this match over as a big deal, which I'm all about because I'm a big fan of both teams. Best friends with Orange Cassidy. That's, that's my boys there. Uh, it, to me, it's comedy that works. I don't like bad comedy, but I'm not against the idea of comedy in wrestling. Uh, I like the team. And so, yeah, they put it over. And uh, this was a time, you know, there's some comedy I'll get into, but uh, the match itself was very serious, very brutal. But we'll get into that later. But they did a good job, I'll show, really uh, – building up to this match. So uh, kudos to that. Then we had, um, so MGF and Wardlow come out. I thought it was going to be a promo, but it was a match. And so he was fighting some jobber, jobber McGee, I think. Shot, which I, by the way, I noticed that uh, Jim Cornette has taken my McGee gimmick. I have proof. You can go back to the histories, the annals of in your head. There's the McGee. That's a, that's a Jackie Jones original. So uh, Sean Dean. I had John Dean, and then I had Don Dean, but then I realized it was Sean Dean. So it was a Sean Dean total squash match, which was perfect for me. Um, you're there to put over MJF. MJF, tremendous talker. Uh, good wrestler, too. And I think um, you put over that, that his finisher can just take someone out quickly. This is all you need. You don't need uh, a 12-minute match with, like, a job dude. I know they were doing that before. They're getting away from that. I'm happy about that. Uh, just put him over. Uh, really good promo. I loved it afterwards. MGF's like, he's making Justin Roberts give him his full title about undefeated because uh, he's saying the loss versus Moxie didn't count because Moxie cheated, which he has a point. Um, I, like the, I like it when the heel's right, especially, you know, I think the bad guy should always be right in their own mind, but he has a point here, and, and it works. So, um, Talking about every, all the factions in AEW, and so he's going to join a faction. Interesting, kind of a takeoff of the old time. I remember when um, they've done this a couple times, Bam Bam Bigelow's on Macho Man. It wasn't to join a faction, but it was like uh, what manager would get them. And so, like, every week they would be out there with the, you know, different managers be trying to uh, vie for them, and then it always would end up a new manager. You know, that's how Elizabeth came in with Macho Man. And um, less successful, that's how um, – Humperdinck ended up managing uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. So, and I think, I, you know, we'll find out. It could be wrong. But I, I'm thinking that it, it leads to um, a whole new faction with MJF. I did kind of feel bad for Wardlow, though, because he's like, I'm just a lone wolf. And then his buddy's standing right there behind him. But it, it plants the seed that they're not really friends. And he just looks over the guy. And I know some people are like it's too early to uh, split them up, and I agree. But I don't think it's ever too early to, to hint at things like that. I mean, you can hint at stuff for years before it happens. Then people just wait for it. And why not? If this guy's an asshole, why wouldn't he treat, his, treat this guy like shit? Just makes sense. And I love Tony just going, what a pompous ass. Tony Trevani to me. Uh, so then we had uh, a video. I like this video, too. It was, uh, it was a Taz video. I'm not a huge fan of Taz, but I like this. It was um, 
Anyway, before I get that, Technigo says uh, maybe it's fact from, from MLW. See, I'm, I'm not uh, really familiar with MLW, so I, I don't know but, um, what his faction is. But, yeah, I'd, I'd be all about this. I, and I'm totally with him leading a faction because he's such a great promo guy. Uh, he can cut the promos for the team, put some guys that are good wrestlers, but maybe not the best talkers with them. Totally works. So uh, Taz was, had this video, and he's putting over the, the finishes of, um, of Ricky Starks. And I really liked this. It was, it was like very old school, showing, you know, like why his spear would work and why his, uh, the Rochambeau would work. And it kind of reminded you, I remember back in the day, like when Ric Flair would put on the figure four and like Gordon Soley and other people would say, you know, it's, it's the, the four points of pressure. You know, if this is real, it's good to explain to you why these moves would hurt, which, you know, they don't always do. I mean, some stuff you could just see, like, oh, a powerbomb, the guy's landing down, it's going to hurt him. So, but, uh, you know, it shows you, like, well, where the impact is and why this would hurt and take someone out. Maybe it would lead to a pin. I liked it. I thought it was real simple stuff, and it worked. Uh, Eddie Kingston comes out. Uh, great promo. Uh, Eddie Kingston's a man. Um, I know he's been repeating himself on further or, or, or uh, previous weeks. I thought this was uh, good stuff. And it also went back to my point last week when people were, were kind of bitching that, they were already leading to the breakup of this team, but I, I didn't see it that way. I saw it as it was really shown that the team was splintered before that was the reason of, for Eddie Kingston to come in and put these guys together because they, they were four guys who aren't connected, and even the Lucha brothers, this was explaining why they're having you know a bit of a losing streak was they're not on the same page. Then you have Andy Kingston there to actually put them together. So it wasn't teasing the breakup. It was actually teasing the unity. It was the reverse of that. And I actually think that was uh, really smart uh, storytelling. So I dug that. And then he just, like, you know, kill these guys. So they go out in the crowd throwing, you know, the audience and just start beating ass. It was it makes sense because uh, normally you can't do that because you can't beat up fans. Or if you do do that, people know, oh, well, that, that guy's a plant. But – Right now, you have an audience of wrestlers, so why not utilize it? These guys can all take bumps, so go out there and beat them up. I liked it. This worked for me a lot. And I've always been a Butcher and Blade fan. And then um, Eddie was like, and Blade, um, now you got to get your house in order, which is uh, – I, I do think they should probably explain this a little more because I didn't get it till um, – I think someone might have said it on the Facebook page or something, but it was in reference to Blade's – I guess his real-life wife is Bunny, which I didn't even know that, and now she's with QT Marshall. So you have to be really hardcore fan to know that because I didn't know, and, you know, I do the show every week. So, I mean, I, I still dig it. I like that they don't beat you the, over the head with it, but I think they're, they need to explain it a little bit more because I, I, if I didn't read the Facebook page, I wouldn't have known them. Uh, so we get Jake and Jericho versus a private party. Thought this was, this was great stuff. Again, this is a match. I think some people say, oh, it's too competitive because it's, it's the first time Jake and um, – Jericho together. But I disagree. Like I said earlier, private party is an established tag team. So you don't want them just to get jobbed out because it, I always hated that in wrestling. It would happen all the time. I don't want to just pick on WWE, but it would always happen. Like um, they'd put together, you know, Triple H and, and Austin or whoever it would be. And they would immediately win the belts because it would be, it would show that like if two um, single stars are together, they'll beat any tag team which really puts the whole tag division, like makes them look like goobers. It's like, do guys only get into tag teams because they can't make it as singles? And that shouldn't be the case. So this is an established team. They go, they go uh, toe-to-toe with um, Jake and Jericho. 
they're at a disadvantage because Matt Hardy's not there with them. It really worked for me. I, I liked um, you had the, the young guys, you know, doing a lot of high flying moves and double team moves to take down the, the big man and the veteran. And really, um, Jericho plays more of a big man in AEW because, I mean, he's a heavier guy now and a lot of the guys are smaller. Plus, I like the idea he's the veteran, so he's got to be tougher. I mean, you can do that in wrestling. That's one of the um, the beauties of wrestling is, uh, I don't want to say not real, but I mean, for lack of a better term, it's not real. So in, 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 in uh, legit sports, you can't have Brett Favre come out and um, play in the Super Bowl. You can't have Larry Bird comes in for a game. In wrestling, you can have your legends still compete, even if uh, they're slower. And um, if it was real, you know, they'd probably get you know, the guys, the young guys would beat them. But in wrestling, you don't have to, you know, worry within reason. Like if a guy looks like clearly out of shape or like he's 80 or something. But in reason, you can do that. And why not play that part of the, part of the show is that if you are a veteran, you have a one-up on these guys because you have your experience. So you have the big giant guy uh, for AW, Jake Hagar, and, Jer- and Jericho, and then you have the, the two young guys, and they have to do the double-team moves and high-flying to take them down. And then really uh, once it starts going, they start to ground those guys, the big guy, and he's also a technical wrestler. They ground the high-flyers. I thought it was a you know, well-put-together well match. I liked it. Um, Evil East versus Thunder Rosa. This was this was great. Uh, you know, uh, a um, a negative uh, aspect of AEW for a long time was not. Oh, I wouldn't say overall, but I would say for the majority, with the women's uh, was the women's division. There was a lot of them that weren't particularly great. Uh, they're bringing in some some better women. I think uh, these two are the best. Two of the two of the best, and uh, they really worked well together for the NWA Women's Championship. Um, yeah, it's really good match. Thunder Rosa kept the belt. I don't know the deal with, like, she probably can't lose. I don't know. But um, uh, hopefully they uh, keep her around. I like the idea they bring in uh, NWA champ. She defends the belt on the show. Why not? I like it. Um, and then JR, he was go. He was the, uh, I guess the commentary team was really on the whole night, I thought. I know sometimes people say, like, they think that they're out of it. Like, uh, Tony doesn't try. I, don't, I never really see that. I always think he seems like he's having a good time. And I think you could tell, though, that JR actually liked this show because sometimes you could tell he's not necessarily loving everything. But uh, he was really into this, and he was like, I'm going to send these two ladies a bottle, uh, a case of barbecue sauce. It's good stuff. Next segment I wasn't uh, crazy about, and that's um, – so you cut, we cut to Miro – Former Rusev, he's lifting weights and he's there with Penelope and, and Kip Sabian. Um, that part's fine. Uh, Kip Sabian, I'm not uh, in love with. I don't know. I do think he's improved since coming because I thought there was nothing to him at all when he first came to AW. And I think he's definitely um, gotten the confidence and he's improved on just on air, but I still don't think he's on the level to put uh, Rusev with him. I think it's a real step down for Rusev, who to me is a legit main event guy and one of the better all-around uh, wrestlers of, of, our, of this recent uh, time. So I think that's a mistake. And so I think, I think I'm going to wait to see where this goes because Rusev is showing um, – He's like kind of he was like in a rage, like he was gonna beat people up. And then Sab Sabian like says something and he's kinda like then he starts joking and smiling and so I don't know. Hopefully this this is going somewhere where we see Rusev more uh 
more, you know, vicious, I guess, for lack of a better term, more serious guy. I think he's a guy who can play both comedy and, and uh, serious very well, but I don't want to seem like a total goofball. I don't, I don't, I think that's a waste of Rusev. So I, I'm going to wait to see where this goes before I lay complete judgment. But as, as, a, as a, a standalone segment, I wasn't really into it. Uh, Lance Archer kills another, another audience guy. Maybe you shouldn't do that twice in one show, you know, just the guys beating up the audience, but I, I'm, I'm good with it. Um, so then Jake just starts quoting, uh, uh Pink Floyd, you know, the wish you were here song, which I was, I'm a big, uh, I love that song. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Jake used to do that back in the day, back in the eighties, he would like start, uh, he'd be cutting a promo and he'd just be like, um, quoting like a stone song or something, which I always dug. I think I even asked him about that on, on an in your head. And the story is, he said was like, people will hear that and, and they'll be familiar with the words, even if they don't know where they're from. So if they do know where they're from, like, Oh wow, that's a Pink Floyd song. If they don't know where they are, but they're still familiar. It stands with them, which is a very, um, very, uh, very interesting thing. Uh, Urias says Jake is hit and miss. Uh, maybe for some people, he's uh, he's pretty much hit hit for me. Sometimes hit and and uh, and knocks out of the ballpark. I guess to me, I I love uh, Jake, so I I I thought this was really good stuff. Um, and so I liked so then Taz comes out and the idea is, and I like this because it's the heels working together, but at the same time for a reason, and you can tell they don't trust each other. The idea is Team Taz, Cage, and um, and Starks are going to team with Archer, but the idea is they're going to they're going to help him out. But when Archer, or if if Archer wins the title. He has to give the first title shot to Brian Cage. I like this. I like that setup. Again, simple. I like it though. It makes sense. You have the te- the heels working together, but they're still bad guys. They're, you know, so, so they still you know are just doing it not because they're buddies. They're doing it to try to get something out of them. And so the Moxie starts coming out. And so again, this this was smart um, because Moxie always comes out through the crowd, so they should know that by now, and they do know it by now. So then uh, Cage and uh, uh, team Taz come out and start beating up Moxley. And then uh, Will Haas comes out for the save, which is interesting because I remember seeing him in the Battle Royal, and I was like, this is a big guy, and he seems you know athletic and stuff. Maybe you could do something with him. And here's a way to try to uh, get something out of him. You put him with, you know, your champ in a tag match, and, you know, we'll see what he has. I'm not saying you just push him, but it's a shot. We'll see what happens. And, you know, he calls out uh, Darby Allen and a uh, really good promo by Moxley. We're going to win the war next week. So you got uh, Will Haas, Moxley, and Darby Allen versus um, Team Taz and Archer next week. Good. The big good. I mean, that's a good test for for Will. Uh, was Will Haas? I think his name is Will Haas. Yeah, Will Haas. Will Power. Will Haas. So uh, we'll see what he's got. Uh, oh, and they're promoting. You know, uh, plug in next week's show. And so it was cool. I wasn't paying. Uh, uh, Urias says Big Haas has been solid and dark for months. I don't watch dark. I should really uh, watch that, but um, that's cool. It's good. I, I don't know a lot about him besides he was on the pay-per-view. Uh, but what the match I was uh, really intrigued me next week is Orange Cassidy versus Brody Lee. Now, everyone knows I'm a huge Orange Cassidy fan. I also think he's obviously um, one of the fan favorites of AEW. And so he's coming off the win uh, versus Jericho. So in theory, you think he's maybe he's going to win the belt. But they just really started this uh, Brody Lee push for the title, and I think it's really helped Brody Lee. 
I think it's been an, it's since he stopped the the Vince McMahon stuff and uh, and he killed uh, Cody. World's different, so I think it's the wrong time to take the belt off Brody, and I think it's definitely the wrong time to be, to beat Orange Cassidy. So you're in a dilemma here. What do you do? This to me is the time to do a, a double DQ, but we'll find out. They don't really do that much in AEW. Um, they do. I think they have a time limit on the TNT belt. Maybe it's the time to do a time limit. Um, parking lot. F- oh wow! So this was the last match. So this this show went by very fast. I thought it was really fast paced. Um, last week I thought it was a little too heavy on the promos, and some of the promos weren't good for me. A couple of these weren't fantastic to me, but um, overall, very good show. Matches all uh, worked. You had a good blend of matches and promo to get the characters over. And so then we had the main event. And I like I like the idea that you can main event your show with the with the with the singles or tags or a woman, you know, male a male, a woman, or tags. They should all be equally important and you can, you know, potentially main event. Uh, the show with them and they've been building up this feud for, for weeks. Sometimes we will see like a tag team feud built up, uh, you know, in WWE and they won't even get a pay-per-view match. They'll get like a, you know, maybe they won't even get a match on the, um, on the um, pre-show. I know this isn't a pay-per-view, but it's the main event uh, of their weekly show and they don't do a lot of pay-per-views. So to me, this was a, uh, this is a good showcase of the guys. Uh, Santana Ortiz came out with face paint. I guess that, that was cool, kind of showing like this important. We're going to put the uh, face paint on uh, versus the best friends. And I, I'd say right off the bat, I'm a best friends fan, and I like Tito uh, Ortiz and Santana. But I thought this stuff was sweet. Uh, this match was like brutal, very violent. Um, I think it really helped the best friends because I I find it very entertaining. But I think it was, uh, you know, people always go back to like when, uh, it's probably not to this level, but go back to the idea of when Tommy Dreamer is seen as like the babe, the uh, white meat baby face and he's taking all the cane shots in ECW. Not to that, that level, but I do think it, it, you, you, it shows that these guys are more than just a comedy. Um, they were taking some crazy bumps, uh, suplex on a car, uh, the ref was counting on the car that was covered in, in glass. I thought, to me, that was kind of cringy. I was like, "Oh, I don't think I'd be careful of that." Uh, they did broke a table. They did a spear through a table into the car. Trent came up leading off from the back of his head. I think they said it was from his shoulder. Uh, suplex on the steel barrier. Just a lot of crazy stuff. And then at the end, pop open the trunk, and there's Orange Cassidy. I was like, "Yes, Orange Cassidy, my man." Knocks out. Um, I think it was Santana with the orange punch, which I like uh, as his finisher because he can use it on anybody. Um, if you're a smaller guy and you have a finisher that's like a power move, you know, you're going to do it against smaller guys, but he could punch anybody. So, uh, so he knocks him out with – he's got a chain wrapped around his hand. I like this a lot. And then uh, then they gave the one guy a pile driver in the, on the car, and then they gave the other – Trent gave the other guy his finisher uh, in the back of a pickup. Looked pretty uh, brutal. Um. And they won, yeah. It was re- really a brutal match. Uh, I dug it. I I, I like the, I like hardcore stuff. I mean, if it's it's done well, and this was done well, it was crazy bumps, but they also worked well. And uh, it was a built up match, built up feud, so it made sense to do a match like this for this. And then um, I thought it was awesome. And uh, some people probably won't like the end. I like it. I like some comedy in my wrestling. I'm fine with that. And uh, Trent's mom comes out to bring it all, or is it Chuck's mom? One of the moms comes out with the minivan. They'll get in the minivan, start driving off. 
And then uh, Sue, Sue, she flips off uh, Santana Ortiz. Dug it. Really good. Very entertaining. Fun. Fun and brutal. Entertaining. Bam. I thought this was uh, this was top to bottom. Really fun show. It flew really flew by to me, which is good. Um, you know, I'm, I don't watch Raw anymore, but when I was, reason one of the reasons I stopped, because it was like, it was real, and I don't want to just compare this to Raw, but I'm just saying, um, it was hard to sit through three hours of it. It was like, you were just waiting for 10, and th- this really flew by. I was actually surprised it was over so quick. So, uh, hats off to me, I guess. I really dug it. Really fun show. I know people call me an AEW Mark, but it's a show I look forward to every week. And uh, last week I had some, you know, negative stuff in the pay-per-view. I wasn't, you know, there was stuff I liked, but I wasn't over the moon about it. But uh, this show I thought was uh, great. Really running on all cylinders. I liked uh, pretty much everything going on here. Um, it's really, I think they advanced all the characters, all the feuds. Uh, this probably puts an end to this feud. I think uh, after that match, and you got to do a tag, uh, best friends. I think have to go for the tag belts. You know, uh, they they won this feud, they won this match. So unless you have some kind of really crazy um, blow off match to the feud, I, I I wouldn't. I think that's a great blow off. I think uh, you got to go for the belts. I think it's too early to take F, take the belts off FTR, but um, you don't need to. You can just uh, go for the title match. I think uh, it just makes logical sense. They beat this. They beat um, the guys that they've been feuding with in the parking lot fight. Next step, tag match. Works for me. And, uh, you know, there's not a ton of uh, babyface teams in AEW, so you got the best friends. You can get a few matches out of them. They have the idea of um, – Especially if you do like you did this last time, where uh, they have to win the win the match um, to get a title match, you could have them beat FTR on in a non-title match, which you know leads to the title match. So you can spread out the feud a little bit. Lots of things you can do. Yep, I dug it, and I think that would be a good match because they're they have a lot of uh, silliness and entertainment to them, best friends, but also good wrestlers. And then FTR is a really no-nonsense team, so they I think they would play off each other very well. You also have Telly Blanchard outside the ring for um, for FTR, and you got Orange Cassidy outside the ring for uh, best friends, so it works. Very fun show. I like it. All right. Well, let me check uh, Facebook, see if there's any uh, questions here. I'm not going to – these won't be long shows because of the long shows on Tuesday with me and the Inchman. I highly recommend listening to it. I hear those guys get – they're pretty uh, pretty good dudes. Jackie Jones and the Inchman. Subscri- you can subscribe to us at um, all, the, uh, all the podcasting sites. Well, I know we're on Stitcher now. We sent up you on Stitcher, Stitcher, um, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. All the good places. All right. Oh, we do have some questions. Um, Vic Schiavone, is this the best episode of Dynamite yet? I don't know if the best, but I put it up there as one of the best. I thought it was uh, great. I really enjoyed uh, the program. For all the things I said, the matches were very good. Uh, it, um, uh, it, The storylines were, you know, continued. You put over some new guys. You ended this one feud. Yeah, it all worked for me. The commentary was excellent. How else can we support Big Will Hobbs? You might have a pro wrestling tea store. 
Check it out. I got an email earlier from Pro Wrestling Tees. I got like uh, Halloween shirts coming up. Uh, what's going on with Eddie Kingston's crew? Well, I think we're really just seeing the formation of the crew of of his of the family. Um, I know, like I said earlier, that I think a lot of people last week were thinking it was they were splitting them up, which I, I didn't think so. And again, this wasn't. So yeah, we're, we're we're seeing the formation, and then we'll see where where they go from there. But it's got the idea is Eddie Kingston's putting them together with kind of uh, kind of like a, a gang mentality, where it's like the the promise of you know, the, the, join this, we're a family, and then you use them uh, to do your bidding. Marty Van Buren, as an AEW mark, would you hastily deter Kip Sabian from tarnishing Penelope's Ford? Um, I don't know about, about, about getting away from Penelope. I think Penelope Ford is is uh, is a star of the two, honestly. But uh, I don't have a problem with, with those two together, but I would take uh, Rusev away. As the most compelling tag team in AEW history, what does the Butcher and Blade need to get the Booker Man push? I suggest a more topical manager. No, I think uh, I think the the grouping with uh, Eddie Kingston is uh, helping them out quite a bit. I'm also I'm a fan of uh, Butcher and the Blade. I like it. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, Telly Blanchard, Jake the Snake, Roberts, and Vicky Guerrero. Wow. Let me all just go Mormon and marry them all. Boom. I think that's how it works. Right. We haven't seen we didn't see Vicky this week. I think there was just a one women's match this week. I've been trying to get the AEW figures, but I no luck. Can't find them anywhere. But the uh I tried to order them on Walmart.com, no luck. I saw that they have a big ring coming out. It's like the, or maybe it is out. I think it was exclusive to the website. It's an authentic scale, which is interesting because I know as a kid when I'd buy the rings, I would always take the GI Joes and put them in the AWA ring and take the top rope off because then it was like pretty good size because they always would make the rings way too small for the figure. So it's interesting they make an authentic size ring because then it's actually big enough to hold. Like if you do a battle royal or even do it moves, because a lot of times they would ring be so small you really couldn't even do like a suplex or something. It's weird that they make the, these wrestling toys way better now than when I was a kid. There was uh, some stuff I want to show you, but but anyway, uh, I have been collecting. I know you guys will think I'm a I'm a goof, but I've been collecting the masters of the WWE universe to action figures because. Um, Huge Masters of the Universe fan as a kid. And they're making so many um, Masters of the Universe style uh, figures now. They put out a horror, a horror set of guys, which I bought. Um, it was like Leatherface and Jason, Michael Myers, Pinhead. I might be missing somebody. Um, really cool. I bought all those. And then uh, the Masters of WWE Universe. I was like, this is sweet. They have, you know, and they all, they're the He-Man looking guys. And they all have like stuff like, the, the Sting one has, like, a big scorpion arm. I was like, I love these things. They're pretty sweet. If I if I'd have been a kid, these would have been my favorite toys. Hell, I'm not a kid. Still pretty sweet. But I'll, let's be honest. They make these toys for people my age because, people, you know, we grew up watching um, – we grew up watching or playing or watching to the cartoon. We grew up with uh, He-Man figures and then uh, – then they make a legend sting and Jake the snake and you know, no kids buying that. 
All right. So, yeah, I've got – I didn't get the Sting one yet because he's pretty expensive. I've got uh, – I need a Macho. I need Macho, Sting, and Warrior, I think. Maybe Undertaker. I have all the rest. But there's a new series coming up, Mr. T. Mr. T, The Fiend. I should probably look up the pictures. But it, well, I wanted to show you guys something, though. All right. So uh, the Roosevelt's, uh, they make really sweet uh, T-shirts. Not T-shirts, Hawaiian shirts, button-up shirts. All right. So uh, they've been, they also put out some WWE ones, which you've seen me wear in various things. If you've seen Umbilicus Desidero, my short uh, documentary, I'm wearing the Undertaker one. Uh, I think on the show I've, I've worn the uh, Macho Man one. I don't know if I ever wore the Razor Ramon one on the show or not, but I have a Razor Ramon one. But anyway... Um, you got some new ones here. I'm going to show you guys. We used to do this on the old Jackie Jones show, merchandise. So we don't do this a lot on Innerhead, so I'm going to show you guys some merchandise here on the show. Screen two. What's going on here, boys? Hmm. I don't think that worked. Let's try this again. Screen two. Do it up. All right. I think that only shows a small part of the screen, eh? All right. So, anyway, this is the uh, Bray Wyatt one. Uh, the Fire uh, Fire Fly Funhouse one. Pretty cool. Uh, the thing is, like, they're 65 bucks. Pretty expensive for Hawaiian shirt, but they are uh, really nice quality. The thing is, I'm part of their uh, – there's like a, a fan page, and it's for people who are really into the Roosevelt shirts. And some of them go for hundreds of dollars. People will buy them all and then sell them on eBay because they're really limited. And uh, like a, some of them uh, go – there was one that was really limited to just like, like 150 not a WWE one, and it went for like, uh, like $1,000 on eBay. Uh, so they have uh, both Bray Wyatt and the Fiend one. That one's really cool. Let me in shirt again, sixty five bucks. So I'm not gonna. I, I don't like the Fiend that much. Uh, Macho Man one. Whoops. Hmm. Well, here's a Razor Ramon one. I actually have this one. I'll be honest. I got a little cheaper than than sixty five bucks. But don't tell anybody that pretty sweet people tell me i'm oozing machismo when i'm wearing it uh trying to show you this one where is it oh yeah here we go this is a new macho man one it's like an old classic picture of him it's kind of cool but i like the old the other macho man one better than one i have oh but this one's pretty nice this is the one I would probably buy if I was going to buy another one, but I don't want to pay 65 bucks for it. But if you're out there watching size medium, which they don't have, they only have left small and 4X, so I'm sure that luck. But uh, Hogan vs. Warrior. It's pretty nice. All right. There you go. Yeah, that one's pretty sweet. Yeah, I think those are it. You want to see the Masters of the 
I'll post them on the well. Gogo's not on the Gogo. Look up Masters of the WWE Universe figures. They're pretty cool. I dig them. Series C uh, Wave Five is. Um, I don't think they actually have the real figures. They just have the uh, the art, the concept art. But it's um, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Becky Lynch, Raul Rowdy Piper. That's the one I want. Rowdy Piper. The Legends ones seem to be a lot. Go for a lot more money because people like me, that's what we're going It's like, yeah, I'll get the Becky Lynch just to complete the set, but not like I'm dying to get a Becky Lynch figure. Yeah, Urius, I agree. That's the one I would get if I was going to get another one. Pretty nice. Pretty, pretty nice. Let's see. Masters of the WWE Universe. I'll show you guys what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, if you're a He-Man, if you're a fan of old He-Man figures, things are pretty sweet. Uh, screen two. Uh, let's see. I don't know if that's working right or not. So we got Hulk Hogan one. This one, um, this Hogan one is part of a. Uh, it's the new ring because they have the uh, Castle Grayskull ring and then um, they have the Snake Mountain ring coming out and it comes with um, this Hogan figure and uh, and a uh, Stone Cold figure. Here's the Castle Grayskull ring. I actually have this ring because I'm a really cool dude. Um, you can get this ring too with like a special Cena and uh, Triple H, but I couldn't find it. And I wasn't really wanting to pay a bunch of money. But um, so here you can see though, here's um, Rey Mysterio up here. There's a Macho Man, uh, Triple H. I have that Triple H and that Rey. Um, uh, Warriors over here. Finn Balor's the Demons. Pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like uh, they made Roman Reigns like Fisto, so he's got the big fist. Which makes sense because it does a Superman punch. The Faker Sting, I mean, Cena, which I really should have done. Uh, Darren uh, Young is the Faker Cena. And then Sting, who's got, uh, he's like the claw Clawful from the old He Man guys. Uh, here's Wave 4, which you can pre order. I think it comes out pretty soon. I uh, got Jake the Snake, which one's really cool. Uh, Mr. T, he's like the double fister. Fisto, I like that one. And uh, the Fiend one's really nice, and Seth Rollins. Uh, if you could see the New Day one, I'll just show you this picture. Um, so the New Day one, oh, it's a YouTube. I don't want to show YouTube. Um, well, here, the New Day one, uh, if you guys remember Manny Faces, where it's like a robot, a monster, and like a human guy, and you could switch the faces. So the uh, the New Day one, is, is all three guys from New Day, and you can change your faces, which I think is pretty fun. Uh, Undertaker is like, uh, I forget the name, the guy's name, but he was like a glow, glowing, it might have been Skull Glow, and I think about it. He's like, he's like Skull Glow, Braun Strowman, The Rock. Uh, but here's, uh, here's Series 5, which isn't out yet, but uh, it'll be out eventually. This is just a concept art. By the way, these are, I believe they're Walmart exclusive. So let's see. We got Becky Lynch, um, kind of like um, Evil Lynn, the the serpent uh, fan is pretty cool. 
I like this idea because, like, I guess it'd be like the idea that if they're going to do the NWO versions, that they'll be the Hordak versions. I like that. That works for me. So you got the Hordak Macho. You got to do Hordak uh, Hogan at some point, then, if you're going to do that. Maybe Hall and Ash will eventually be in those. Uh, this is sweet, uh, Rick and the Dragon Steamboat. And I forget the name of the um, the old GI, the old GI Joe, the old uh, He Man guy who had that. He had like a, uh, you put water and he would, and it would squirt out of the mouth. So I think that's what that'll do. This will probably squirt. Which I know all the ladies are squirting right now, thinking, you know, look at this guy's playing with these action figures. Pretty, pretty, pretty uh, sweet dude here. And, of course, the Rowdy Piper one. Oh, man, uh, that's what I'm all about. So he's got the battle armor, which it'll go, you know, with the different scratches. That's pretty cool. That's the must-have for me. The for the Well, both – actually, all three of those. The only one, you know, Becky Lynch, I would just get just to have them all, but these three, those three, that's right. Forget the, forget the girls. It's all about the, the boys' club. But, anyway – uh that's those hey while we're here let's go to um let's see if there's any new shirts at wwe.com well screw wwe let's go to pro wrestling tees pro what's going on here pro wrestling tees i've got multiple screens so sometimes a little hard let's see what's new in pro wrestling tees while we're here uh, Golgo saying, I'm uh, thinking of pre-ordering uh, the Walmart exclusive G.I. Joe Retro Toys coming out next month since G.I. Joe was my favorite. Yeah, I, I would pre-order them because they they probably won't last very long. Um, look, oh, look. I wonder if he's still allowed to do that. Mike Rotundo's been fired. Is he allowed to sell or run our shyster stuff? I say let the guys do it, but I kind of doubt WWE thinks this. I mean, I can't, I can't yell them if they, if they don't. I mean, um, let's see. New arrivals. We got Hobo. Who the fuck's Hobo? Oh, that's a Tony Schiavone shirt. I don't get it. Tony Schiavone. This must be from his podcast, so I, I don't listen. Nothing against it. I just don't know. Uh, Dan Housen, who I heard about on the Facebook group, but I don't know him either. Simon Grimm. I don't know who that is. Effie. Man, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't. I know Tony Schiavone, but I have no idea what the reference that is to. I'll discover stuff I know, but they do have a lot of pro wrestling tee um, Halloween shirts. They need a Halloween Havoc shirt. They probably don't own the the rights to that. Impact World Champion uh, Eric Young shirt. So I'm not getting any of these. I would get a Halloween. Oh, this ain't bad. The uh, pro wrestling tee ones are only twelve ninety nine. Sorry, I thought maybe they'd be full priced. I wouldn't pay twenty five, but. Yeah, I probably wouldn't pay that twelve ninety nine either, but at least they're half price. Uh, I like this. I don't know who they are really, besides my brothers into uh, New Japan, but Los Gubernales, uh, De Japon, Halloween shirt. I like that. I would get that. Man, that one's thirty bucks. Uh, Bullet Club trick or treat. Does Bullet Club even still exist? Um, that this one's only eight bucks, but. Looks like something you just get at Walmart. I'm a big fan of Rusev Miro, but I don't think I'd buy the best man shirt. Anna Jay, the Queen Slayer. Abaddon, that's a really nice shirt. Uh, they haven't used her much since uh, they brought uh, I like her. Crazy Steve. Mayhem? 
Oh, it's a Roddy Piper shirt. I don't, I don't get it. Tell, I, I don't get all this these Shivani shirts, but I don't listen to the podcast. I don't know what's going on. A lot of Piper shirts. He must have just been added to uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. So I would get. Um, I don't care for that. I'd get the classic Hot Rod shirt. I'd probably get it. In, well, that white one. I mean, that's a classic one. If anybody out there is uh, listening, large or medium, for uh, Jackie Jones. Neil Jones, 2 Campbell Street, Sandwich Mass, 02563. If you guys send me something, I'll open it here on the show, and I'll wear it on the show, and I'll give you guys uh, credit. By the way, um, I forgot to write down the names, but I'm going to start um, giving shout-outs to everyone who's donated to the website, and that includes Vic Schiavone, Mike Fink, and uh, the man in here, Golgo13, Jay Platts, a lot of good people. Uh, I'll get all the names start next week. I'm sorry. And uh, I'll do that every week. You can do still do that. Just uh, You can donate on the Anchor page, anchor.fm, and you can set it up for whatever month. It would really help pay for all the, the added cost and, and time of moving the website because I have to restore the whole website. Team Nasty. You can also send it to... Um, to PayPal, it's right on the, the website, iydressing.com. The Nasty Team World. Is that uh, is that the Nasty Boy shirt? Weird. That's pretty cool. Ivan Koloff. I mean, I, I like Ivan Koloff. I wish it was a better shirt. I don't like it when they take a picture of someone and they cut off. They just, like, have these harsh cuts. Eater of Worldhausen. Galactus shirt. I'm a Tony Schiavone guy. That one's cool. See, I like this uh, Uncle Ivan shirt because it does have the – it's more clean. I like that. Um, yeah, I'd, buy, I'd wear that. Uh, I don't know who a lot of these people are. Are you having fun watching me look at stuff? Uh, Golgo says, I hate the toys that are Walmart exclusives. I know you can get them online elsewhere, but I like to buy toys at actual store. Yeah, I mean, but the, where can you get? I've always felt that way, but the thing is, you know, there aren't toys or us anymore. Um, and I used to um, would rather buy, like, when I used to do Games Workshop stuff or D&D or whatever, you had a hobby shop, but they would be so much more than you can buy in other places. And it's a, one thing if it's a couple bucks, but if you're paying, like, $20 more, uh, masks. It's really str- – now, I'm not an anti-mask guy. I'm actually a pro-mask guy. But it is weird to me that everywhere you go now, masks are just something you can get. You know, it's like I can get a shirt, a hat with with logos I want, or, you know, a mask. It's a really strange. So I don't know how I feel about it. It's almost like you're uh, profiting profiting off uh, someone wearing a mask. But you can also see it as it's making the mask look cool so people are more likely to, to wear it. I like these because I collect the micro brawlers. So you got the uh, micro brawlers, which are little figures from Pro Wrestling Tees. You got them on the shirts. I like those. Any of those would be cool. I like the Macho King probably best. The Spoiler Club. Dick Togo. Dick Togo, he's not still around, is he? Wasn't he around? He was like around as a kid, I think. Um, I'm probably going to stop going through these because I don't know hardly any of these people. Uh, I'll just say I like them, but come on. Uh, free Swaghausen. Who the hell's Purple Jerk? I'm sure these people would say who the hell's Jackie Jones. All out shirts. Those are pretty nice. 
think it's weird buying a pay-per-view shirt if you weren't there, unless it's like a classic, like, you know, from the 80s or something. Dark order as fuck shirt. That's kind of funny. Oh, here we go. I'd like this one. The Sheik and Sabu. That's really cool. The old, the old school Sheik, the original Sheik and Sabu. I like that shirt a lot. I thought this was Orange Cassidy. I don't know who the hell that is. East Austin. So Dan Owls, he just took a picture with uh, Orange Cassidy. He's like, I'm going to throw this on a shirt. So many of the Orange Cassidy shirts are white. I'm not a big fan of white tees. And it's just because I'm always afraid you get something on, it's just ruined. I go walking around town. If I get something white on it, boom, it's gone. Meanie tunes, I like that. All right. Well, a lot of people, I don't know who the hell they are. If you're going to buy me a shirt, oh, I like this one, the Butcher and the Blade. That's actually a really cool shirt. So if you're going to buy me one, probably an AEW guy or a classic guy. That's usually how, what I'm going to want to do. Look, I really like whoever did the artwork on that. Huh. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Butcher and the Blade shirt. The artwork's great. Whoever did the uh, illustrations. I like cartoony shirts. All right. Very cool. I'm not looking at that. Well, I mean... Anyway, go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, help support independent wrestlers and uh, in the legends out there. Uh, I'm going to try to get some uh, In Your Head shirts up. So if any uh, anybody out there is into um, graphic design and you'd like to design something from the Headyverse, it could be, you know, Jack shirt, uh, one-inch bicep shirt, uh, in your head shirt. It could be someone from the Headyverse. It could be, you know, a classic line from, from the show. It could be, you know, El Santo Loco or a Job shirt. A Go Probably not Gogo 13 will get sued by Nintendo. Um, Juju B, Clinton... Lexar, I think people are dying for a Lexar key. Whatever it is, gummy bear. I should make a gummy bear shirt. No, I mean, gummy worm shirt. I might do that actually. I won't, won't say gummy worms, but you get the idea. All right. Wait, wait. If you're into that idea, uh, email me at iwhitewrestling at gmail.com. Live Thursday night. Also, we also do this on YouTube, but it's not on the In Your Head page. It's on the Without Your Head page. So you go to um, youtube.com slash C slash without your head slash live or you just go to withoutyourhead.com slash live there's a big uh link right which i should put on in your head too and uh we're live uh tomorrow night with the uh cast and crew of teacher shortage new horror movie independent horror film that's on uh amazon prime right now and uh so we're gonna have the casting from that and including brink stevens uh a um, scream queen sex symbol from uh, the 80s. So that'll be very fun. We'll be on the show. Uh, in your head face mask for us germaphobes. I like that. I, I mean, I, I could just do the, the straight up in your head logo on a mask. What do you think? All, even my hats are big for me now since I lost a lot of weight. You wouldn't like, look, because I was noticing when I have it down, like my ears look really big. It's because the hat's really big and it. Makes my ear stick out. I can make up even put it over my ear. I didn't think you. I'd lose weight in my head. That's what happens. I, you know, I wore. I wore. Used to wear seven and five eighths hats, but now they're too big. Seven, five eighths, seven and a half. They're too big now. It's weird. But anyway, I ain't complaining. I really have keep uh, buying new stuff than being a big fat ass. So anyway, that's the. Uh, but really, uh, I feel much better. I'm not dying. 
All right, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys for watching this. This is very fun. I'm going to do these every Wednesday night, every Tuesday night in your head. Um, I don't have anyone lined up, but we are working on um, some legends returning to the show. We're going to figure out uh, which legends uh, know how to use Zoom. Um, it'll be fun. I, I throw out some names I'm talking to, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if they, they can do it or not. So we'll find out. Possibly the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, George South, Dr. D, David Schultz. We'll find out. These are all in the works, but we're going to figure out if they can use the Zoom. I guess they could just call in and we could be on video. We'll figure out anyway. It'll be fun to do some interviews again here on In Your Head. I do a million of them on Without Your Head. All right. Uh, Disco Inferno. That would be good. Yeah, I'm sure he'd probably do it. He knows how to use the Zoom. And uh, he mentions us sometimes on uh keeping it 100 so that'd be cool a stream daddy shirt uh tech techningo says uh manny could tell some uh stories about being a nom it's true i'd love to get funk back on i don't know if he's a zoom guy i'm sure anyone could be i do think though there's a couple things here so all these wrestlers do shows so they're they're doing all these you know podcast with Jim Ross and everybody. So I get that. I also think, though, uh, people like Hannibal paying the guys to do shows probably uh, makes it hard for someone to come on for a free show unless I already have an established relationship with them. I don't know. Could be wrong. But that, that's my uh, – that's what I'm thinking. Leilani Kai we've had on the show. Um, Maven? I don't know who that means. May who's Maven? All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for donating and helping pay for the sites. Um, it's been a lot of work. To I'm only on 2019 on In Your Head. It's going to take me a long time to update all 16 years, but I'm glad we didn't lose it. Big thanks to Tyler, the the silent member of In Your Head. He uh, backed up everything. Intro didn't do shit. So screw that guy. No, I don't screw him, but he, he didn't help out. But but anyway, it was me. I'm sure he would have if, if – he probably wouldn't. Have. But me and uh, Tyler, uh, all King side really, it was a lot of crazy work, and it's still a lot of work getting all these shows up. So if you'd like to help uh, donate to pay for all this stuff, because I was tempted to just say, well, I've, we've done this for 15 years. Maybe this is a sign. Get out. Just stop doing it. But – and the other, I think it reinvigorated me to, uh, to not just keep going, but uh, really put my all into the show. And I started looking at all these, all these, all these archives of the show, and it's like, holy shit! We've interviewed all these people. We built a community. Um, some people go, but people like Golgo Thirteen, they've been here since day one, and they're still around. You know, that means something to me. So, uh, yeah, so it's a lot of work. costs a lot of money, too. But, uh, but yeah, the show, it will be back. It is back, but all the archives will be back here eventually. Uh, subscribe and all the um, – however you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. Leave comments on those, too, and rate us, please. It would help. Also, share them on your social media pages. That helps. Um, subscribe here on the YouTube page. Leave some comments at – is good for us. Uh, rate us. I noticed there's a couple people always give us thumbs down as soon as it shows up. 
I'm sure they're just some trolls, whatever. Maybe they just genuinely don't like the show. Why keep watching? I'm not sure. But it's weird because it's as soon as the show is up, two negatives come up. What can you do? All right. And we'll see you guys all soon. Mike Whitcomb, Gogo13, Joe Knights, Urias Tosh, Vic Schiavone, and all the fine people missing. Hi, this is Pete Gass from the Mean Street Posse, and you're listening to In Your Head Radio.